Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fiction Radio. On today's show, we have actor Matt Stanley. Sit tight while we bring him on here shortly. Matt, you there? Hey, Owen. How are you? Hey, doing doing well, man. Welcome to the show. How are things with you today, man? Uh, going well. I, I was, as you know, I was um, sick, really sick for about a month, and I'm finally recovering. So it's nice to uh, be back in the game. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, man. How, how, I'm, I'm, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm sorry you got sick there, man. I, I I felt bad about that. You know, you were sick for such a long time, so I'm glad to hear you're better, man. Yeah, me too. I I think that's the longest I've ever been sick, so I was like, will, the, will this ever end? So I'm glad <laughs> that it's, uh, it's coming to a close. That's true, man. So, that's all good stuff. Thanks for, thanks for having me on today. <laughs> I've never, I've never uh, well. done anything like this before, so I'm excited. You're most welcome, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. So, so for everybody, you're an actor, and you know, I suppose it's for everybody. When exactly did your passion for acting first begin? And I guess, what are some of the things that you enjoy most about? Um, I I would say it began um, when I probably when I was about um, maybe six years old, and I saw Beetlejuice for the first time, and um, I was obsessed with it for several years. I think it got to a point where where my sister uh, like hid the VHS tape because I was watching it every day, um, and I would like reenact scenes in my room and uh, just uh, annoy her. <laughs> so um, I think that's when it started. And then um, I did my first play when I was ten, and and that went well from what I remember. But um, I realized I had incredible stage fright, and I didn't do uh, anything on stage for about six years, uh, and I mostly just worked backstage. And then I attempted to uh, uh, act on the stage again when I was about 16 and in high school and eventually got over it. And now and now that's pretty much what I do almost full-time. Um, so, so, yeah, and I, I guess... Uh, what I enjoy most about it is um, the storytelling aspect and being able to connect with people. I, I think when I was a lot younger, <laughs> there, there's a vainer aspects of youth, and um, it was more for, uh, you know, trying to reach some kind of stardom. But as I've gotten older, it's really about finding stories that are worth telling and, and sharing them with people and, and creating a community. I think that's what I, what really draws me to it now. And I'm glad that, that that's the case. Cause I, I think if it was still in a, in a vain realm, um, I would, you know, I would have been cut short, uh, long ago. So. That's, that's amazing, man. I always loved that movie Beetlejuice, man. That's a, that's one of my favorite movies, man. I yeah. That's the still, it's, Still one of my favorite movies, and I actually read an article recently that Tim Burton's doing a sequel, and Michael Keaton is on board. So really? I'm a little I, I'm a little wary of of the fact of that movie having a sequel, but um, right. but 
the fact that, the fact that Michael Keaton is on board that kind of gives me hope for it. So I'll definitely tune in. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. I mean, you can't have uh, Beetlejuice without Michael Keaton. Man, he was he was the yeah. he was the man. He was also he was also Batman, wasn't he? In the first two Bat, uh, yeah, Batman, Batman was it Batman Returns? I think. Yeah, or I that guess was the was, second, was, and Batman. I guess it was first one, <laughs> Dark Knight or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked him because you know how we see Batman today. It's it's vastly different, mm-hmm. and uh, I, right. I kind of I miss the I miss the old Batman. Do you like the new Batman films, or, or do you do you uh, do you ever watch the old sixties uh, Adam West ones? Those are cool. Those kind of I campy, have, but they're... yeah. I actually have one of the. Um, I don't know how many of the sixties movies they made, but I have one of them. Right. The, the one where um, I think uh, Batman and Robin are like hanging from a helicopter, and there's a giant shark, and I think they have like, ah. shark propellant. Uh, I have that movie, and I, I just yeah, that's I, a great I love, film. I love I love that style. Um, mm. It's just it's just hilarious, and there's something kind of like heartwarming about you know it's like cheesy but endearing, you know. Right. Like you can't you can't look away. It's just engaging. Right. Yeah, it's, they uh, they don't. Most of the stuff nowadays is so like the new Batman, like for what you said, was so it's so dark. You know, it's just like it's not like happy, fun. You know, comedic, whatever. You know. Yeah, I still enjoy it, but it is a it is a different world, completely different mm-hmm. world. So, yeah. and I still I still haven't seen the newest one, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I've been meaning to uh, catch it. I just um. I guess I got busy around the time when it was in theaters, and uh, I, I haven't been going to the movie theater as much as I used to. So. It's a good movie, though. I think you enjoy it. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's it's like shows up the whole trilogy pretty nice, I think. So. Yeah, I kind of I always like I imagine Christopher Nolan um, doing remakes of of silly things. Like I think they had a something online of. Like Christopher Nolan does Dora the Explorer, and I, I, oh, I wow. would just, I would just love to see like a series of that, or or have have like a filmmaker do things like that in the style of Christopher Nolan. I think it would be a really funny like web series, or you know, that'd be hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, just like it's sort of an homage uh, to him, but in a in a mm. New and interesting way. Mm. So <laughs> that's hilarious, dude. So, so you uh, you work on a lot of different sets. I guess they build various sets for these shows. Uh, you are. Do you have any? I guess you work on the sets, building them for the different shows as well. And, and another follow-up question: What's the most elaborate set that comes to mind that you've been on? Um, and tell us about that. Hmm. I um. I in school um I actually went to for for those that don't know um uh Owen's sister is one of my best friends in the world and we went That's to right. college together we went to college together and did theater together and uh we, while we were in school we we worked a lot in the scene shop helping to build sets and I I mm-hmm. I find that um I get to do that less and less like you know, in a in a professional theater world, because usually you're just hired 
as an actor and that's like just I mean I'm I'm always willing to help out but those opportunities are, are um fewer and far between as far as helping but I do enjoy it. I I do like helping to create the world in all aspects and I also stage manage sometimes um uh for productions. I mostly do theater and, and a little bit of film. Um and I as far as the most elaborate set, um oh, that's a good question. I there was one set, um I wasn't in the show but I assisted um with props and it was um it was kind of like an an old sort of like a Greek ruin and they had this like twelve foot um or eighteen foot staircase that led to nowhere. It was just freestanding and there were all these columns and um uh I think on the to do physically violent movement so they they um padded the stage with some matting and then they painted a big mural on it so you couldn't even tell that it was a different texture than the rest of the floor. Um I think that was one of the more elaborate sets that I've seen. It was a show called Big Love, a very very strange show um about uh relationships and and war and uh um I'm trying to think of other sets that I've seen. Uh I think most the more elaborate sets that I've seen are in shows that I've watched and not shows that I've been in. Um, they've mm-hmm. certainly had the spectacular elements of shows that I've been in, but I think the, the, the wildest sets I've seen are just shows that I've witnessed. Um, right. I'm trying to think of, of more, but uh, I've, I've seen a lot of shows and sometimes it's, they all kind of blur together sometimes. <laughs> So. Nice. Now you sing as well, if I'm not mistaken. What What are some of the performances that you sang in? Um, I've done um, Rocky Horror twice. Um, mm. I've done uh, The Producers. Um, oh Lord, uh, I think the the most challenging show that I've done, and also more rewarding. Um, uh, as far as singing goes, because I would consider myself an actor who sings. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a show called The Last Five Years, and it's um, it's a two-person musical about a, a failed relationship and a failed marriage, and it's really intense and and uh, pretty heart-wrenching. And I, I did that show about um, two years ago for a summer season. We actually performed it in... Um, St. Francisville, uh, Louisiana, where a bunch of my friends started a theater company. They grew up there, and most of them live in New Orleans now. And um, I've I've become a, a member with them, and and we, uh, me and another one of the members, um, her name's Helen Jacks. She's actually um, up at Yale getting her, uh, I believe her doctorate in dramatic criticism. She's she's one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. Um, her and I performed in that musical. And uh, I actually haven't done a musical since then, as far as I can recall. But I would like to do it again, because it was, it was a, a huge challenge, but it really paid off. And uh, I think it made me... Um, I've, I've, I've been inse- insecure as a singer for a long time, and I think that show... Um, 
kind of grounded me a little more and and I I became a little uh less fearful of um mm. of uh singing because because in that show each person basically sings by themselves for about 40 minutes at least so you're kind of wow. uh on your on your own for a lot of the show and it was uh it was one of the one of the bigger challenges I've faced in the in the theatrical world, but I feel like um her and I are all the better for it. So That's but awesome. I do. I, I do I, I sing in the car a lot. I think I, I <laughs> sing in the car I sing in the car way more than uh than um I have on stage <laughs> as far as logging hours. So wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, you you have this uh, really cool science fiction uh, web series called uh, I believe it's called The Adventures of Keith Flippin. Yes, it's and called um, the The Adventures of Keith Flippin Didgeridoo Player from the Third Dimension. <laughs> yeah, can, can you tell title. us about? Yes, quite. The, can you tell us about the series and like what exactly it's about and uh, some about some like the plot and characters? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my um, my roommates and I, we've been doing the 48-hour film project for the past four or five years now uh, in New Orleans. And um, two two years ago, we pulled the genre uh, adventure serial, and it was something that we had really wanted. We weren't sure what we were going to do. Um, and we ended up writing um, a parody slash homage to uh, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, uh, called The Adventures of Keith Flippin. And um, it, it follows um, Keith Flippin, who um, we, we, he seems, uh, he's from Earth, and he somehow um, banded together with this ragtag team of um, space goofs. Um, there's uh, Colonel Lance Victory, he's like the all-American space hero. Uh, who's always trying to save the day, and they have his um, his secretary Penelope Goodhart. She's the damsel in distress, and then they have um, Professor Gunther Schnitz, who who is the the science whiz who is always trying to keep up with the latest technology and usually fails. And um, the the show, uh, what that film in particular. Um, uh, just followed their exploits as they try to overthrow the evil Queen Calamitous. And um, I play Queen Calamitous's right-hand man. His name's Tiny. And um, she also has, a, like, a zombie horde that uh, is always flocking around her. So basically the show is this ragtag team of uh, overthrow the queen, and they're, they're never successful. So the... Um, Every episode is them trying to find a new way to to uh, take her down, and uh, so we we did that for the forty eight hour film project, and we ended up winning in in the New Orleans circuit, and we went on to screen in uh, Los Angeles at the Grauman's Chinese Theater, and um, well, because we because we had such positive feedback, um, we decided to expand it into a web series that we filmed this past summer. Uh, we filmed six episodes, and uh, we just released the first episode this past Wednesday on YouTube. So um, yeah, I just, I just I, watched it. It was awesome, man. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's very silly and and fun, and uh, and uh, we're hoping that we can reach reach a lot of people. And we actually, um, uh, before we filmed the series, we we kickstarted it, and luckily got a full funding for it. Um, so we were really grateful that so many people liked it enough to to help us um, film it uh, this past summer. It was uh, really delightfully overwhelming because we weren't sure if we were ever going to get the funding. And um, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's, uh, if if you want, you can um, check it out on YouTube through um, our production company was formerly called the ZBBC, which stood for Zombie and the Brain Broadcasting Company. Uh, but mm-hmm. we've recently cha- we've recently changed it to just Zombie and the Brain. Um, I think there's also the website thezbc.com, and we're in the process of changing it to zombieinthebrain.com. So you can either check it out on YouTube or go to the website, and and uh, the the film is also on there through uh, YouTube. Awesome. Yeah. What about like the special effects? I noticed it looked like it had some like uh, electricity stuff and like the spaceships. How was that filmed? Like I know it's like 30s, 40s, or whatever. Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers. It looks a little bit more advanced. So how did y'all uh, pull that off and everything like that? Um, our brilliant editor Kirk Stoniker, He um he edits every episode and he's had some assistance, but it's usually just him. So it's always like. Mm-hmm. He's always working uh, diligently, and we're very proud of him. Uh, he he did all all the special effects uh, with a program called After Effects, um, and uh, yeah, he's getting. He, I I hadn't really seen him do special effects before Keith Flippin, so uh, it's nice. It's cool to see him grow uh, in in his learning process through that, and and I think it really helps the show even more to have a little little magic here and there, digital magic. That is cool, man. I, I like that when they, uh, they like, she, the, the queen in the first episode said, detach this module, and then it's like electricity, purple beam thing starts shooting out, and there's like an asteroid. Oh, yeah, when they, when they eject uh, the smart ship, yeah. <laughs> it is a really cool awesome. effect. It's like evil lightning. <laughs> Right, it was like electricity, kind of like in Star Wars, if her uh, blue, yeah. it was kind of like a pinkish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. It's like melt, melt his face off. That was that was a nice touch. I remember. I always remember that scene where his face gets uh, disfigured from that. The power. <laughs> the power. He's like, uh, what does he say? Absolute power, and he shoots in his already <laughs> like he's he's all wrinkled yeah. up, man. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, speaking of movies and, and stories, what are some, I know you mentioned Beetlejuice, but what are some of your other favorites um, uh, that you can come think, uh, think off the top of your head? Favorite movies? Um, or stories oh, in general. Yeah, movies, too. Oh, man. That's, uh, I could go on all day. Um, do, just any in particular, or are you looking more for sci-fi? It doesn't have to be sci-fi, but if you have, like, okay. some fantasy sci-fi films off the top here, that'd be good, too, you know? Well, so I really love... Yeah, I, I love um, most of the Alien films, of course. Uh, I've always liked Sigourney Weaver as an actress. I think she's just fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I'm a fan of Firefly. Um, what else? Oh man, there's so many. I'm I'm a big horror fan as well, especially where zombies are concerned. Um, I I can't even count how many zombie films I've seen. Um, what else? Um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty eclectic as far as as the film genres I like. Um, mm. Uh, I could I could go on and on all day. <laughs> I, there's so many in my head that I'm like making myself brain fart because it's so so overwhelming. I could just start listing all you know all these films. Uh, right. But yeah, I love I love fantasy, sci-fi, horror, adventure, um, little action mm-hmm. thrown in. But um, but I'm very I'm, I think one of my favorite genres is, is fantasy, usually mixed with something. I, li- I like when genres kind of blur together, um, mm-hmm. especially with, uh, with novels, too. Um, so. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bore you with a, a list of, of, you know, a million films that I love. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I could just go on and on. It's all cool. It's all cool. Well, what about like and you do a lot of productions, and I was just wondering uh, if uh, is there some production that you have yet to perform that you very much like to do, like or something that's in the hopper that you're looking forward to that's coming up? Or Um, I'm right now I'm working on an original show about space exploration. Um, It's with a it's with a New Orleans company. Um, they're all uh, graduates from Bard who moved down to New Orleans uh, a few years ago, and um, we're we're doing a it's um, an original show about space exploration called Nocturnes, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. It was it was difficult because we, they were rehearsing while I was sick, and I had to cancel a lot of rehearsals. Um, so now it's 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 nice to be back in the groove and able to actually you know, do do the work um, because I wasn't able to for a long time. Um, and I'm also uh, returning to uh, stage management for a one-woman show that I've been developing with the, the theater company from St. Francisville. We've been developing it for about two years, um, and we've performed it about three times, and it, and it, it evolves every time. We're still kind of in the process of of finalizing what it is, um, and uh, I'm also uh, get to do some Shakespeare um, in the new year uh, with uh, Macbeth in uh, February. So this is probably my my busiest theatrical fall. I, I was uh, a little overwhelmed, but um, I'm, as long as I you know take one day at a time, I'll uh, I'll make it through. <laughs> I made it through college theater schedules, so this is uh, just uh, returning to that, and it's a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoy the work, so that's that's what's important to me. If I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't be doing it. So, right. This show, we got a few minutes left. This show, Nocturne. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? It's just a space exploration show, or. Yeah, we it's um it's a play in three acts and the first mm-hmm. act um 
it takes place in mission control and um where we basically um we compiled a bunch of different texts about space and and different views on um uh, just um trying to uh condense it cuz it's a lot but it's a bunch of different texts on space that we present uh to the audience within this mission control and it's it's also amongst um a text of um the first uh man to go into space um his name's Yuri Gagarin uh he was yeah. a russian um astronaut and we use that text that's been translated to kind of um bookend the act and then throughout the act we present different texts from you know different parts of history that talk about space exploration or or try to decipher it um and we and i think we also have an ex, an excerpt from uh war of the worlds like kind of like a radio show presentation oh, it's, so uh, orson it's, wells it's like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's like engaging ways, engaging uh, excerpts about space exploration. And then um, in the second act, we do, um, it's like silent puppeteering, um, uh, dealing with anti-gravity. And we have um, two actors who play astronauts, and then the rest of the cast are puppeteering the astronauts to make it look like, to, to give the audience a sense of what anti-gravity is like without actually having, you know, a, a space module that, you know, simulates it. We're, we're doing it all ourselves with um, just uh, the strength of, uh, you know, five five humans uh, puppeteering mm-hmm. these um, these astronauts. And then um, in Act 3, it's, it's um, a visual journey that we're still working on, um, just kind of taking the audience through the cosmos using a bunch of light effects and smoke effects and it's it's a it's an interesting journey that we're still um uh getting the kinks out so I think it'll be really interesting and and we're premiering it um uh, at the New Orleans Fringe Festival uh, next month so it should be uh very fringy <laughs> that's a term I like to use where it's it's kind of original and and dare I say edgy for lack of a better mm-hmm. word I guess fringy is better than edgy it's just it's something it's something different and uh mm-hmm. I think it'll fit in with the festival very well that sounds really cool really cool well, yeah. we're running short on time are there any uh oh I know you mentioned that uh the YouTube is there any other website links that you'd like to give out for people to find out more information about your project um, I, I don't have a personal website, but, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, feel free to check in Zombie in the Brain, um, uh, website and the YouTube channel. We're going to, we're going to, re- we filmed six episodes of Keith Flippin and we're going mm-hmm. to release, we're going to release an episode every other week. And then oh. in the, in the, in the, in between weeks, we'll have other videos, little, little goodies to keep the to keep the energy flowing. Um but yeah, that that would be the the website to keep in touch with and I eventually I think I'll have my own website. I just haven't thought about it. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you, man. Yeah. 
Well, Matt, it was a absolute pleasure having you on the show, and uh, thank, thank you so you much so for much coming for on board. Thank you so much Yeah, I really oh, you're most, this. You're most cool. welcome, man. Thank you. And you take care, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Definitely, and have a great day. You too, man.